2: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good
3: Morning Football! Week 4 has a tasty treat for you. It kicks off with a huge NFC North matchup. Who will be the king of the North? NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Aiden Hutchinson. And the Lions head to Lambeau to take on Jordan Love and the Packers. That's tonight, 8.15 p.m. Eastern on Prime Video. As we welcome you inside Good Morning Football, we'll talk that game and many others. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. It's Thursday, September 28th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Peter, did you hear Taylor Swift is going to the Sunday Night Football game?
4: I did hear it, and my immediate reaction was like, okay, that might be what the cameras fixate on the entire game. Now, I can't confirm she's there. We've heard reports that yes.
1: she's going. I,
4: until I see her in the flesh, I don't know. If I'm the Jets, though, no. I need to counter this thing, okay? Counter it. Yes. You can't have the world's biggest Chiefs fan now, and I'm sure Paul Rudd's going to be there, and I'm sure a lot of other Chiefs fans. They can't. Stone the Street? No, I need, if I'm the Jets... <laughs> The big dogs. I need Kevin James in the plaid. Uh, Hands in pockets. Talk about it. Giving that look. look. I need this I need the little I need the Jets to bring out Kevin James get him in the mm. plaid shirt and we need to counter this Taylor Swift thing because if they got Kevin James in the plaid True. well then we're going meme heavy and we're going to be able to counter all that Taylor Swift It's like
2: thing. the only thing bigger on the internet than Taylor Swift is Kevin James from Kevin King of Queens
4: in a plaid shirt.
5: shirt
2: Yeah and you may you put the backwards <laughs> and that <laughs> yeah. stuff like, Maybe that's a good idea way. can they get Kevin James <laughs> Kevin is the like king it. of Queens If he steps True. up he's a Jets fan you
4: know uh-huh. If he step up I mean we a need a call to action a great call Kevin James, plaid awesome. shirt, Jets backwards hat. Let's go. That is
3: just one of the many things uh, headlining the NFL right now, which is a shocking thing to talk about. There is a game, though, to be played tonight. Let's talk about it. Time for block. They're back. They're back. Tom Pelissero, good morning to you. He's our NFL Network insider. It's Lions Packers. It's tonight at Lambeau. Tom, uh, players that we need to be watching, maybe returning to the lineup for either of these teams come game time?
6: Well, Jamie, let's start with the Lions. Running back David Montgomery listed as questionable with a thigh bruise. There was some optimism early in the week, but I am told Montgomery not expected to play tonight. That means, of course, you can expect another heavy dose of Jameer Gibbs. Yes, it's safe to put the rookie into your fantasy lineup. Lions left tackle Taylor Decker also not expected to play, I'm told. But a bit of good news for Detroit cornerback Emmanuel Mosley, one of their high-priced free agency additions, I'm told he is expected to make his Lions debut. For the Packers, wide receiver Christian Watson Kind of gave this away talking to reporters the other day. Yes, I am told he is expected to play in the game tonight, the first game this season for Watson because of his hamstring issue. Now, they had about a short practice on Wednesday. I'm told that Watson looked good in that. They're going to be cautious, though, in terms of his snap count, expecting to be on a pitch count of sorts here. But barring a setback, Watson should be out there. Meanwhile, running back Aaron Jones also expected to play for the first time since he suffered a hamstring injury in week one. The Packers split the workload in their backfield anyway between different backs, so Jones, again, barring a setback, should be pretty close to his normal number of snaps for the Packers. They got a bunch of other injuries. No David Bakhtiari tonight, no Elton Jenkins, no Devondre Campbell. Cornerback Jair Alexander listed as questionable because of a back issue. No final decisions on that yet, Jamie, but sounds right now like it's leaning as if Alexander will not play against the Lions.
3: Hmm. Good news and bad news. You take it for what it is on a short week for both the Lions and the Packers. a great game. Tom, thank you so much talk to you in a little bit we are just hours away from this Thursday night special that feels great that these two teams are back in a position where we are talking about and it's a very important matchup even though it's early in the season Mm. what do you guys think will ultimately decide this game who wins Thursday night football Peter
4: I think the youth movement from the Lions is really cool and I also think their ability to step up in these big spots Mm. on these prime time games you know the the crew that called that Monday, uh, that week one kickoff game was obviously Tarico and Collinsworth, but it was in prime time with all eyes watching. And they came in there in a very hostile environment, an arrowhead with the championship banners being raised, and they found a way to win. It wasn't graceful. They used a pick six from Brian Branch to really lift them off, and they held on at the end. Last year, they went into Arrowhead in a situation where Rodgers, obviously, an Arrowhead, Lambeau, where Rodgers had all... Uh, things to it, and the Lions had nothing to win. They just wanted pride and to be able to kick off their offseason, and they found a way to win. They're going another road trip into Lambeau here. Like, this is becoming a thing where we're not just this young upstart team. We're this young upstart team that becomes road warriors, and we can do this, and we can bring this show on the road. If the Lions stack another win in Lambeau, Two in their last four games, whatever it is, it's like we're not some fluke. <laughs> we're not some. I think what is impressive is if they have these injuries, and yes, Green Bay's banged up too. Tom Pelissero did a great job listing basically the CVS receipt of injuries <laughs> that the Packers have, but the Lions are injured too. They're coming in here less than whole, and I think if they can come in there and impose their will, and Ben Johnson can do another razzle dazzle on national TV in Lambeau, I, I think we're we're legitimately talking about the Lions as the NFC North. Leaders and the mm. team that is really the ones in the lead lead dog seat. So I think to me, what ultimately decides this, being able to pack your bags, go into that hostile environment and do it yet again. And it's really a f- foreshadowing of what could be to come because you're going to at some point have to probably go into San Francisco, Philly, mm. maybe even Dallas or one of these other big dogs. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's road team on the road. We don't care. We'll play anywhere. And I think that's kind of the Dan Campbell mentality. I can't stand those CVS receipts.
7: So
3: well. just, it's just so un- it makes me not want to put my to phone, phone number in. It's just in. coming
7: up. But right now, like, Brad Holmes has the receipt of everybody during the draft that was just killing him. They're drafting running back in the first round. They're drafting an old-school middle linebacker in the first round. What the hell are the Lions doing? And so far this year, the rookies have just shown up and shown out. Those two guys, Jameer Gibbs, you're talking about Jack Campbell. and You have LaPorta in there, Brian Branch, who you just mentioned had a pick six in week one. These are their first and second-round draft picks. They maneuvered throughout the draft, moved down to get Gibbs, and ended up bringing on Laporta with one of those draft picks that they got. So they did an excellent job. And this is a team that we keep calling this young upstart team, and they just added more talent to it. Jack Campbell got his first start last week, also added his first sack. Jameer Gibbs averaged almost five yards a carry in his first start. These guys are out there playing really good football, and it's fascinating to watch because you watched the Lions last year, and it was a team where you were like, wow. These young kids, they're just not afraid of anything. They don't understand the moment. They don't care. Mm. And they're just going out there and they're just playing football. And that's the fun thing about when you have a youth movement on a team. And now you're adding rookies to guys like Aiden Hutchinson or Kirby Joseph that were out there last year and they're talking about it. They're going through it. And to your point, they show up at Lambeau, they don't give a darn about a cheesehead or anything else that's gone on in the past. They're going out there and they're trying to play ball. They're going out there to make plays. So Mm. I think them playing on primetime is going to be a ton of fun. A lot of these kids went to good colleges are used to being in these Mm -hmm. big moments. I'm fascinated. And Brad Holmes is going to be up in the box Mm. with a long receipt right next to him. Just waiting for the camera to go up Mm. and just stretching it all
6: out. Remember his reaction when Gibbs was
4: there. Oh my God.
7: You prefer when they
2: spin the iPad around and let you email the receipt and you tap that thing. I think I'd rather have the receipt than that damn iPad. How about spin around and
4: say tip? Do you
2: you want 70% or 80% or 100%? How about zero? I don't know. I just bought some toothpaste. What am I tipping for? Peter, do you think maybe Sandler could go too and they'd have Chuck and Larry from I now pronounce you? Let's put you on the spot. Peter, is Kevin James Chuck or is he Larry. Kevin James is lair. That's right, Peter. Yeah, he knows go. his stuff. Uh, Firefighters, if you will, yeah. That's no. right. Jessica Beale shows up. It's all kinds of fun. Uh, <laughs> some names that you might not be familiar with. Um, we, need, we might need a game tonight from another one from Samari Toure, from our guy Malik Heath. What's really cool about the Packers trying to go 3 and 1 is it's been held together with leather and rivets on offense. <laughs> it's not, it's Devontae Adams ain't there, guys. Jordy Nelson is not there. Christian Watson is not there. Now, Tom says he thinks he's going to play tonight. The, the, I think this comes down to the Packers have enough offense. Um, it's, it's been really, really interesting the way and creative they've done it. They have not had a rusher go over 55 yards. They have not had a receiver go over 86 yards. That receiver was a running back in week one. Last week, Jordan Love was their leading rusher with 39, and this isn't a comeback win. They, I don't really know how they're doing it, and they're just kind of waiting. Like, Aaron Jones, you're the centerpiece, and Christian Watson, you're supposed to be the superstar. I think they're back tonight. Now, we're hearing pitch count and all that stuff with Watson – Let's remember, we remember the end of the Packers season for they blew it and couldn't beat Detroit at the end. Mm -hmm. Do not forget that Christian Watson was one of the top ten playmakers in the league in the last two months of the season. Every single time you turn it on, he would have like a 70-yard touchdown. He was lightning in a bottle. I think it makes a big difference for them. And the reason I'm excited for this game is that whoever wins this game is sitting at 3-1. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They're probably going in. So you have either Detroit in the playoffs, which almost never happens, Or you have year one of Jordan Love in the playoffs, which is an incredible story. One of the best stories in the league. Three and one, you're almost definitely getting in, especially when half your own division is 0-3. So this is a big one tonight, guys. This is not just your Thursday night filler. I think whoever wins tonight, we are going to see in January playing a playoff game. That's very cool.
3: Do you find yourself still having to say the Jordan Love Packers? Like, I read it at the top of the show. It's almost like you have to have that differentiation still. Like, I have to, I wonder, I'm if, ready. I wonder when it's going to drop away and it just becomes the Packers and Jordan Love is their quarterback. Now, I still have to say it just to make sure I believe it Jordan Love Packers. The one name that continues to be out, he'll miss his third straight game, is David Bakhtiari. And that is yep. not great for Jordan Love. And it's mostly it's not true. great because Aiden Hutchinson just arrived on the scene last week. Uh, was held sackless in his first two games. Then he had two at home last week against the Falcons. And one was met with a fantastic celebration in the end zone. some of his teammates tried to participate. And Aiden Hutchins is like, no, this is a solo stage moment for me. It was two at home, and that's all well and good. But another time that Aiden Hutchinson had two sacks in a game was in that Week 18 game that Peter referenced last year in Lambeau. He went in on a primetime Sunday night game. This young man is not afraid of the spotlight. He thrives in it, it seems like. And he sacked Aaron Rodgers two times in that game. He could care less about the moment, the, the pressure, the whatever. He's getting after, guys. And we're seeing, you know, we always hear sophomore slump, second-year issues, whatever. We're not seeing it. Aiden Hutchinson looks like he's been shot out of a cannon once again to start this season, and that should be a cause for concern for the Packers offensive line.
4: He could blow up this whole thing. He could. Good. I mean, their defense has been really good. They held that Falcons offense. Yeah. Everyone was raving about to yep. about three points last mm-hmm. week. yeah absolutely you – know, the Packers receivers. Just to put you guys on a little bit. Where do you go? I'm gonna name some names. Tell me if you think they're real or they're fake. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you, you mentioned <laughs> some, Torre, right? Yeah. About this, um, Jonathan Wilcox. Real or fake? I think, real. I think that's. I think that's that's fake. That's I'm fake. going fake. Okay, it's fake. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I heard that. Dontavian Wicks. That's. I think I've heard of Vontae Van Tavion That's Wicks. Wicks, Wicks, that's real. Wicks? That's real. He's okay. going to be playing tonight. It's John's brother? Yeah, right. John, John, John <laughs> Wicks. All right, two more, and then I swear we're done here. Go on. <laughs> um, Credence Thompson. No. The, the Revival? The that's rev- what they call it. Clearwater
3: yeah,
2: Revival? I'm, I'm, I'll, no. say it's, I'll say it's yes. real. I want Credence Thompson. Real. real. No. You want real? Yeah. Real. Not real. <laughs> Last one, Jaden Reed.
3: How are you just yeah. making me Jaden
2: Reed. He's scoring touchdowns, Jaden Reed
4: is, is, is uh, that's a fake name now. It's real. These are the receivers that Jordan Love is throwing, to. Let's go, J-Love. Tavian Wicks. I'm here for it. Let's go. You're
0: from?
3: Where is
1: he? on TV?: Yeah, Ontavian on Wicks. Virginia.
0: Home. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...
4: If you're watching tonight, you're going to see a lot of talented Lions rookies. They're all on the field. It's Brian Branch, Sam Laporta, it's Jameer Gibbs, it's Jack Campbell. They're all performing for Detroit. They're already being talked about as one of the great draft classes of NFL history. That is a credit to Brad Holmes, the general manager. It's also a credit to those young men who have gone out there and right away broken records and made an impact. So in the spirit of what the Lions rookies are doing on the field, we figured we would go into the mixed bag trivia machine and do a day of trivia based on notable Team draft classes. Okay.
3: Okay. Jason, before we get
4: yeah. started, who are some of the other rookies in your Titans rookie draft class? Kenny Britt, uh, Derek Marks, Jarek Cook,
7: Javon Ringer, hmm. uh, Nick Schomer, Gerald McGrath. So, Javon Ringer, Michigan State running back. Michigan State. Loves Derek Javon Marks. To the Hall of Fame. Is that
4: right? Sin Derek Marks, big Auburn, Auburn player, right? Yeah. Giant guy. Look, yeah. this is what it is. When you are a member of a draft class, you remember your brethren. When you are a fan of that team, you always have a special place. Can you at home compete? As well as my co-host here. Let's Ooh. start Let's off find here. out, McCourty. You are up. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers' 1995 draft 95. class is viewed as one of the best of all time. Sure. Which two future All Pros were selected in that draft? Oh boy. Was it A. Rondé Barber oh. and Keyshawn Johnson? Was it B. John Lynch and Simeon Rice? Was it C. Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks? Or was it D, Mike Allstott and Warwick done, running back and fullback?
7: All right, let me put myself back in my eight-year-old body when I was watching the 95 <laughs> NFL draft, and who did I see? I'm going to go with
4: mm, I'm gonna go with C Warren Sapp. I think Sapp and Brooks. Jason, you're right on the money. That is correct. That is absolutely uh, right. Warren Sapp really? and Derek Brooks. Damn. 12th overall. Wow. And then 28th overall, both first-round picks in the creamsicles. Sapp would go on to play 13 seasons, was a seven-time Pro Bowler, while Brooks would play all 14 years in Tampa. And be get this, Derek Brooks was an 11-time Pro Bowl selection. (laughs)
2: You mean 11 Pro Bowls? Could you have
4: to be at linebacker to be an 11-time Pro Bowl selection? Mm -hmm. Both went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Both were drafted, and both are credited kind of the the. Reemergence of the Buccaneers mm. as a franchise. They would turn to the pewter jerseys the very next year, and suddenly mm. it was Tony Dungy and then eventually John Gruden winning a Super Bowl. Um, those Buccaneers teams, they were really birthed with that draft class, mm. Sapp and Brooks. Same draft class. Dang.
3: Hearing the 12th and 28th selection reminds me of Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith going. Yes. It was a 10th and 28th yes. this year for the Eagles, and people just being like, "How did you let yeah. these yeah. two yeah. go and together?"
4: Like 10th and 30th, and maybe 10th and 30th, years yeah. from now we're like, right. how? "How? did you let them both go to the same <laughs> yeah. team?" Uh, Jamie, similar kind of question. Okay. The Ravens moved over from Cleveland, became a new franchise, <laughs> and their first two draft picks as Ooh. a franchise were who in 1996? A. Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis B. Ed Reed and Jamal Lewis C. Shannon Sharp and Rod Woodson or D. Quadri the Missile Ismael and quarterback Trent Dilfrey Oh
3: my goodness you do know this one? Thanks.
4: So they move over. They take a couple years off as a franchise in Baltimore. come, they right. They've got a new logo. Ted is the coach. Yeah. And, so
3: you know, do they retain They a lot of players? Like, how, were they trying to – because I'm looking at a quarterback, but I'm also looking at defensive oh, – They how did that,
4: bring over some players. Okay, okay. But they really kick-started things with this draft.
3: I'm going to go with – the heart and soul of the Ravens and I'm going to go with A Ogden and Ray Lewis
4: Jamie you're right that's right you're that's right. right the correct answer is that's A right. imagine starting your franchise and drafting two Hall of Famers in the first round that's awesome Jonathan Ogden was the fourth overall pick in 96 he played 12 so look at this touchdown from Ogden we got footage that's cool he went on to play in 11 Pro Bowls and be a Hall of Famer obviously in first ballot Ray Lewis was taken 26th overall. He had an interception in his very first game. He would play 17 years in the league and is the only player in the history of the sport to have 40 sacks and 30 interceptions in a career. That's him sacking, I believe, Tony Banks. Because yeah. Farad. Farad, okay. Yeah. I saw 12 in Washington. I think. Yeah. okay. Um, Kyle, are you
2: ready? Yeah, I've been I'm reading about Taylor over here. They got, they got a whole Swift. they got a whole write-up in the post. What's happening is all the Jets are talking about Taylor Swift. You won't believe that CJ Uzama has some things to say about players. it. Talker. Jets players. Yeah, because there she's coming. Like that's that's the post. Connor McGovern says she's a modern-day Michael Jackson, which is a take. But like they're all weighing in. They're, and they're all excited, it seems <laughs> to be. They're all an excited.
4: Epic there performer. is football yeah. to be played. I yes. don't know if anyone knows that, but there will be a football game played on Sunday night. It is not just Taylor. Swift. And there were many football yeah. games played by the Saints when they had a rookie class, mm-hmm. including Reggie Bush, yeah. Marcus Colston, mm. Zach Strief, all on the same weekend in 2006. Kyle, I ask you. Go on. In the spirit of Sean Payton's first draft as a Saints coach, in the movie Home Team, Sean Payton makes a cameo in the
5: film. <laughs> this is Stars the Kevin, Kevin James, Kevin James Yes.
4: Okay. Kevin James plays Sean Payton. Sean Payton makes a cameo. It's a quick little brief cameo. It's one of the winks to the camera, a little nod to those who know. If you know, you know. Is he a referee, a custodian,
2: a pilot, or a high school principal? I didn't see the film, didn't, didn't, couldn't find time for it. Um, I think, it's, I think the, the referee would be funny, but I think he made that up, Peter. There's a, there's actually a history of custodian cameos in films. Like Wes Craven is in Scream and he plays a custodian. Okay. Like so, I, 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 that's where my instincts are going. I think I think Sean Payton was a, a janitor or we, the custodian. I think that's the answer. Okay.
3: I thought you were gonna go and lean into like we just learned that custodians have influence on the coaches in the last. Like, I, six I had years forgot that story that too. I for, but
2: you're, you're right. They're right. That's all. It's all coming up. That yeah, that was the Andy Reid thing.
4: Yes, the correct answer, folks. Is be a custodian. Yeah! Kevin James portrayed Sean Payton in home team. It's based on Payton's year away from coaching the Saints in 2020. And very late in the film, Payton kind of creeps in and he plays Lionel, the school custodian. And you're like, and you know the the meme of like Leo DiCaprio and. With the beer and the cigarette? Yeah, with the beer and the cigarette. Rick Dalton? Rick Dalton, you're like, oh, that's him, that's him, that's him. that's That's that's, That's everyone watching home team, like, yo, that's him. Jason, you've said this. You've not only seen Home Team, you've watched it multiple times. My kids watch that movie all the time. Really? They,
7: had, they had a phase where they would just always watch the movie. They like a little That's bit of football. What's them. the premise? Like, what, what happens in that movie? I don't know.
4: I don't yeah, tell you. It's I, just on. You, you watched, watched it? Yeah, of course. Sean Payton, Payton is suspended by the league. Yeah. Okay, but he's played by Kevin James. Yeah, yeah. Suspended by, the by the NFL? League. Yeah, for you know what. The I know, but is it licensed and all that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it is? Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, so he's out. <laughs> and he's down on his luck and he's <laughs> upset. And then he finds this 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 little team that his team is that his son is on, uh-huh. and they're a high school football team or maybe a Pop Warner team, and they're like a bunch of ragtag kids. And he says, "Forget the NFL and all okay. the drama. I'm going to coach this team, uh. young youth, Pop Pop, pop Warner, yeah. and we're going to." And they go from rags to riches, and he's the coach. And in the end. He finds a little bit about himself. He
2: finds about himself. Sure, sure. I bet that youth team could hang 40 on the Broncos this year, right? <laughs> you I mean, were waiting yeah. to
6: just slam it. I
2: there. just heard. I mean, <laughs> I, just, I just heard. I didn't know what the movie was about. <laughs> Plays lying all the custodians. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, 40
4: <laughs> on his <laughs> Broncos. His name, right? Come on. <laughs> the Cardinals, the Arizona ones, drafted Larry Fitzgerald. Carlos Dansby uh-huh. and Darnell Dockett in the same draft in 2004. What happens, The video clip, I like this. on this famous play in overtime of the 2009 playoffs? It's one of the highest scoring playoff games of all time. Packers, Rodgers, and Warner going at it. Mm-hmm. And here are the questions. What happens? A, is it a Carlos Dansby scoop and score for the win? Is it B, a Calais Campbell pick six for the win? C, is it Larry Fitzgerald being played at cornerback because of all the injuries, having a pick six in the wildest finish of NFL playoff history? Or is it D, Darnell Dockett, who once really was our first wild athlete on Twitter? Is it Darnell Dockett intercepting a screen pass, getting Kurt Warner the ball, and then Neil Rackers bangs in the field goal? Go ahead,
7: I really
3: want it to be C. I think that'd be really fun. Uh, So I'll go C. Why not? Okay.
7: Okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to go D, Darnell Daka intercepts a screen pass. Daka was the first athlete
2: I remember who realized you could put yourself live on the internet with your phone. Oh, mm-hmm. no. And this dude was in the shower on his yeah. phone, and I, I believe he was fully nude. I'm not sure. It was a, a moment in sports media. Uh, <laughs> that was me doing the Rick Dalton. Oh! Yeah. Oh, look at that. Uh, Daka was a wild one. I, I would say A, Carlos with a K, Dansby.
4: Okay, let's find out. And for the answer, we go to our friends Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. They're okay. on the call. 2009 wild card round. Cardinals versus Packers
0: extra man on the blitz rogers gets a hand to the face the ball is out the arizona cardinals win it
8: carlos dansby who was the one who was in the middle of the turnovers early in this ball game he's in a great position then to make the play and run it in
2: all-time game sudden death all-time game
4: game over yeah they win the game. Cardinals advance. They would actually eventually lose to the Steelers. Sean and oh Saints. and the Saints. Um, that,
2: okay, gotcha. I Interesting. Um, Lionel, the A little
3: sidekick <laughs> with the boot.
2: Yeah, Rogers kicks the ball up yeah. in the yeah. air. And uh, yeah. I remember when Rogers played football. I miss him. I, I wish yeah. we still yeah, had well, him in this Rodgers. town
0: right now. My right god.
5: Taylor
3: Swift.
0: Yeah, a lot. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um that was great. I love that game. Yeah.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better.
7: It's Thursday morning, so of course we have to check in with our favorite member of the Steelers organization. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the host of Not Just Football Podcast. Welcome back to the table, Cam Hayward.
8: Hey, what up, hey what's man? good, everybody? Mm.
7: Hey, everything's Great. going good, Cam. We're happy to see you smiling. Guys had a big week last week, got a win in Vegas, Sunday Night Football. What was your biggest takeaway watching that game?
8: man, we're just resilient. Uh, you look at that game um, and, you know, things went wrong early on, but I just love the way the guys battled. T.J. Watt uh, continue to have sacks and pressure. Um, and then, you know, on the other side of the ball, you look at the offense, uh, Kenny Pickett finding some people, uh, Calvin Austin, Pat Fryer move, um, us getting turnovers. Uh, it was just a complete um, game by everybody, you know, having – Presley Harvin have his best game as a Pittsburgh Steeler. It it took a group effort, but we were able to get it done.
3: You know, uh, team bonding is really important early this season, and that win was great. But even more fascinating was the travel issues that your team experienced on its way back from Las Vegas to Pittsburgh. It's been said that mid-flight, you guys suffered an unscheduled landing in Kansas City. You had to stay on the plane, and you're trying to blame Minka Fitzpatrick for this? Yes. Give us the scoop on what happened on your way home, but also what kind of shenanigans went down while you were locked inside the vessel.
8: Okay, so if I could take you back through the moment. um, You know, guys were—it took a while to even get in the air. It took about two hours. Uh, We were on the tarmac before we even left. Uh, We got in the air. No one thought anything of it. Um, about three hours into the flight, I think uh, everybody starts getting woken up by the flight attendants and they're telling us it's a code yellow. I don't know what a code yellow is. Nobody on the yeah. on the team knows what a code yellow is. Uh, and we find out that we're going to have to make an emergency landing in KC. Um, we finally land. It's OK. I was Googling uh, the best way to deal with impact on a plane just in case we did yeah. crash. But. Luckily, nothing happened that way. But um, we got, we landed. They told us um, the oil pressure was low, uh, and that one of the engines almost went out. And I'm like, okay, uh, we'll just get on another flight. They said it's going to take about five to six hours from that um, to get another flight here for everybody. Uh, and, you know, we had to have some kumbaya moments. I started live tweeting in a moment of that, and uh, mm-hmm. I blame Minka. You know, they, they're going to call the roughing a passer in the game, and now uh, we're going to land because of Minka. Mm. <laughs> oh, and Somebody's fall. got to take the fall. You're absolutely right.
4: Um, not to <laughs> harp on this, but let's harp on this. Uh, I yes. travel weekly in my duties as an NFL reporter. I've seen it all. Some of the grimiest stuff you could ever imagine in air travel. Yeah, go on. Who was the grimiest stealer <clears throat> during this 12-hour yeah. ordeal? Who's the stealer that you could never look at again based yeah. on the on. disgusting acts and functions he did during that 12-hour <laughs> delay?
5: <laughs>
8: You know, it was funny. Uh we actually were pretty uh well-mannered. Uh I I uh we were pretty good um as a t- as, as as players. Um I won't say any names, but uh there's some other people on that plane that uh didn't take showers right after the plane. So, I mean, right right after the game. And so uh it was pretty smelly uh in the back of the plane, but uh in the front of the plane we were all good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they call that the Code Brown. Um, all right, Cam, let's turn the page. Let's talk some football. We got all kinds of codes going on that. Yeah. All right, so the, one of the biggest debates right now, inexplicably in the NFL, has to do with a goal line play that the Eagles run. And they get Kurtz up there, and the line fires off, and then everybody pushes him behind. Uh, Richard Sherman's coming in later. He's got a strong take. I saw J.J. Watt was weighing in. Tell us how you feel about this play. Should it be looked at? Should it be changed? Or is this just football? The Tush Push, they're allegedly calling it.
8: I hate the damn name. That, that's the worst part about okay, it, being called the Tush Great. Push. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I i look at this, and um, the only thing that's wrong with this play for me is the offensive line is usually not set um, when this play happens. It's usually they run to the line of scrimmage. They all get under center, um, and it's just they roll forward. Uh, there needs to be a second or two before it's really snapped because it really is not enforced. Um, you know, for us, our thing was uh, D linemen basically have to dive right at the legs of the O uh, and the linebackers have to fill over top. Uh, the D linemen have to continue to just keep um, submarine, as we call it. And so uh, it's, it's it's a hard play to stop, but um, it's eleven on eleven football. I'm not going to run away from that, and uh, you got to find ways to stop it.
7: 11 on 11 football you guys head to houston this weekend what have you seen out of the young rookie cj stroud that's impressed you
8: well first of all he went to ohio state that's always a plus um and you know i I was a big fan of his uh throughout college but i'm just seeing him have a lot of touch with the ball a lot of poise i know they've had a lot of injuries on the o-line uh but you just see him battling back um he doesn't seem like he's really rattled he's able to just complete passes they get him on the move uh even showing his mobility outside the pocket but I-, I love how he's been poised inside the pocket
7: the ohio state i love that cam before we let you go though i know you have some great things coming up on your podcast any cool guests what's coming up? up what can you tell us about give us a little bit of a sneak peek of what's happened on not just the football podcast
8: yeah, so we've had some really good guests this week, and I have one we're going to tape Thursday that will drop next week. Okay. Uh, this week, we have Le'Veon Bell and Christian Koontz. Um, Christian Koontz okay. is our long snapper. He does an amazing job. Nobody wants to hear from him, but Le'Veon Bell is the guy everybody wants to hear from. Um, you know, He talks about boxing. He talks about mm-hmm. uh, his Steeler time. He talks about rapping. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, and then, you know, on Thursday today, we're going to be filming with Josh Dobbs, one of my old teammates, who's now the quarterback nice. for the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm excited to talk to him. Um, I we, He has a special nickname I like to call him, so stay tuned.
7: I love that. Uh, Long snapper just catching strays right there. Nobody wants to hear from him. Nah, really? <laughs> into to the rapping and the boxing of Le'Veon Bell. Cam, as always, Here. so great to have you on, man. Appreciate it. Great
8: job, Cam. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me.
4: During Thursday night's Week 2 Eagles-Vikings game, Michaels and Herbstreet and the crew at Amazon referred to the Phillies' goal-line scrum play as the Tush Push. Mm -hmm. But before the national media, and the broadcasts on CBS and ABC and NBC and Fox and Amazon and ESPN and shows like ours, which, by the way, is a New York-based one, run away with this tush-push nomenclature. Mm -hmm. We must stop it now. We must nip it in the bud. We must nip it in the tush. (laughs) This is for O-linemen everywhere. This is for the Eagles O-line. This is for Jim Stoutland, the coach. This is for Maialata. This is for Kelsey. Mm -hmm. This is for Lane Johnson. Mm -hmm. This is for Landon Dickerson. This is for John... Freaking Runyon, this play now shall be referred to as the Brotherly Shove.
7: (laughs) So good.
3: And he has spoken. This week, we're seeing the effects that uh, a call out that Peter delivers can have. Peter, you may have started a trend here because now your suggestion has made its way to Philadelphia or at least you unearthed the trend from the the good people on Reddit. Uh, Take a listen to what Nick Sirianni had to say about that particular name.
0: You guys implemented the tush push, and I know so much has been made of it. Did you have any- Is that what we're calling it? I guess. Okay. No. Uh, you said it. Brotherly
7: shove. Brotherly shove. Can we just go with that?
5: Whatever comes up first in the search engine. Yeah. Um, I
7: kind of like that. I do too. Who came <laughs> up with that?
5: I don't know. I found it online. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was G- it's a movement, James on James it's a it
2: movement. On. he loves it yeah what'd you his read his face went like he <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <I laughs> was yeah. trying to show how little he loved it
4: and he couldn't help you himself. what he did he did the Kevin James meme oh <laughs> <It's> like the <laughs> he liked that brotherly shove I'm telling you he liked that brotherly shove it's a movement mm. um, again I didn't think of it I got it from Reddit Eagles Reddit, some of the darkest pages you can go down. From
2: what I understand about Reddit, home. they like when people repurpose their ideas and claim them as and their they own. they love so that. So you should
4: be great. <laughs> so I'll make sure, no, they're
7: blowing <laughs> about you right <laughs> now. <laughs> I got mine
4: from Crack Sammichers. Crack <laughs> uh, Crack th- Because I don't think that Amazon and Dumb. the producer Mark Titleman and the and the guys, uh, Michaels and her, should just dictate the nickname. she uh-huh. should come from the fans. Mm. And, and, and the brotherly shove is Philly. Uh-huh. And yet, guys, uh-huh. there were so many suggestions, so many, saying that Brother Shove is not suitable. What do you got? We got one that I liked. What do you got? You do. other you know band, Nazareth. Yeah, you guys might be a little. little
2: I also it's noted it as like Jesus's origin city. The band, like it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure.
4: I didn't know the band. I love the Bethlehem <laughs> and all that too. Um,
2: <laughs>
4: Shove hurts. Yeah. Shove. Shove hurts. Hurts, Mm -hmm. it's very on the nose, Mm -hmm. it works, and yet I'm I'm just saying, that's another option here.
7: That's what they're doing.
4: I do really like that. My take is if the
2: quarterback's name is Hurts, it's just hanging there for you. Like, somebody used that. I said everybody Hurts yesterday because it's everybody on board. World of hurt. But I have to say, the head coach's facial reaction to (laughs) brotherly shove, like that's the man right there. I think it's brotherly shove. He hasn't
7: heard shove hurts though. (laughs) In the manner in which Rachel, do you you want to bring up
3: a suggestion
7: that you saw yesterday? No. Okay. HR to not. Is that right?
3: Like that again. Squirt. Um.
0: (laughs) Ah, Ah, ah. Squirt. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring.